Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is a two-time national champion, one of the all-around good guys of the sport, and somebody I've been trying to do one of these podcasts for, seems like forever. Steve Lampson. Lammy, what's up? Yeah, it's all good here, but yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. <laughs> trying to do this forever, and well, we finally hooked up. So. I, canceled, I canceled a couple times. You canceled about six times. So we just never, yeah, yeah. We, we could never get together. Yeah, my bad on that end, so... Uh, you were good, but I was bad. <laughs> nah, that's all right. Hey, uh, so what's uh, what's going on in Lampson's day, life these days? You're working with uh, the Tedders um, this year, and uh, I got to say, they they look pretty good. They look like they're getting better. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they're, they've, I've been working with them since uh, started in October, mm-hmm. so we've had uh, we've had a, a, quite a few months to work on everything. And Supercross went pretty good. I mean, Dakota, you know, he broke his wrist right before mm-hmm. you know west coast which he was going to do with miles but that didn't happen so that was just to do in the east coast and then miles went on the on the east coast also riding 450 but riding a 250 in the 450 class so but things have uh things have been good i mean we've i think i've done everything i can and yeah. helped them out and their results i mean getting better so. Yeah, a Texas. Uh, I can't get them straight, but a Texas. One of them ran up front for a while. Um, yeah, that's Dakota. You, you got to do the tall guy and the short guy. Yeah, that's right. One is one is tall. One is short. That's a good way to to, uh, to figure it out. He, but he's not he's not really short though. So he kind of gets pissed when you say that. So. <laughs> it's like the taller one, and, and then, then the, the other the one, the normal so. one, the average size one. Yeah, um, exactly. So, what kind of stuff do you work with them? Like, what's your work week consist of? Tell me about. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do with them, what you work with them on, and, and and the job. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, my deal is like during the week. I mean, I set up the practice schedule. You know what tracks we're going to ride at, what our program's going to be like, and you know throughout the week, and then mm-hmm. you know after that, then we you know I do the gym program with them. You know, depending on what day it is, and yep. you know, so pretty much I'm with those kids pretty much all week and then on the weekends i mean obviously i travel you know mostly with them or yeah. meet them there and uh do the weekends and at the races with them so yeah. it, it's a pretty much I mean, it's a full-time job is, there's not many days off yeah is it is it more like uh do you work like obviously you've been a team manager before at mdk motor concepts and there's team managing and then there's like a riding coach what one do you more do more of with these with the tedders you think um, I'm, I, to be honest with you, I'm more like riding coach and yeah. like trainer, you know, physical trainer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then so. anything. And then, and then I do help out because the one guy they have there, the head mechanic, um, crew chief Damon concrete. I mean, he's, 
he's kind of taking care of like all the other stuff. And then you have, you know, Matt, Matt Tedder senior, yep. you know, the, the dad, he, he takes care of a lot of stuff. And, okay. and I've been trying to like, just help out with those guys a little bit too, you know, just yep. with sponsorship for the next year and, and whatnot. So I'm going to get more involved in that and, and take some weight off their shoulders and then keep doing what I'm doing. You know, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a guy like a guy like yourself can offer, like I said, you can offer uh, riding technique and riding schools, and of course, uh, the workout in the gym. You know, you know how, what to do and how to do that. And then also, you could also offer, you know, sponsor relations and booking flights and arranging cars and getting to track. You know what I mean? Because you've done all that too, so you kind of can do. Oh everything. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could I could do it all, but I, yep. don't, I don't know if I want to do it all. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Hey, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see you back at the track and good to see everything's going well with those guys. Uh, you definitely can see some improvement from them, and hopefully that, that looks good on you. Whether You probably had nothing to do with it, of course. but <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, you've been going to the races for a long time, so let's let's get into the time machine, go way back. Let's go. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go back, like, uh, first time I saw Steve Lampson, uh, 269. Uh, on a YZ360, like in 89. Was your was that yeah. your first year of pro? Yeah, I mean, legitimately, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. And uh, and just, just full privateer. Your dad owned a uh, uh, your dad owned a um, uh, motor shop, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, it, like a porting shop, like out of our garage where we lived. Just a little, like his shop was about ten by ten. Oh, okay, yeah. That Put it, it that way. Yeah, just ground cylinders for two strokes, and mm-hmm. and um, I mean, and then before then, I mean, we just we traveled around together in the box van. I drove, he drove, and yeah, you uh, low budget. You I, know, I don't remember, and I'm a pretty big fan, and I've been following this stuff for a long time, but I don't remember you as an amateur at all. Like, did you do anything, Loretta's and Ponca and all that? Like, did were you? No. I, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't do, I had nothing spectacular. Okay. And, yeah. and I rode, like, from, I, we didn't do much amateur stuff, just because we didn't have the money to travel all the races. But we always try to do Ponca and Loretta's. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I actually did was my last year in 89, before I went on the Nationals, was I won the, I think it was the 125 a mod championship. Okay, so yeah, so you got a title. And that's the only. That's the the only championship I have in my name for amateur side. Oh, okay. And so then, yeah. so then it was straight to the pro nationals and on a on a YZ three sixty. Were you getting help from Yamaha at this point, like as an amateur? Uh, had, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. We had a little bit of help, and we did back on the amateur side. Yeah, we had we had a little bit of help, but you know, nothing crazy. I mean, we're getting paid or nothing. We're just mm-hmm. getting maybe a bike. Yeah, hard. I can't remember back then, but yeah. it, it wasn't nothing crazy. But it, to me, at that time, it was like freaking gold mine. So. Yeah, yeah. O'Neill gear too. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, For it, sure. What do you remember about your first few pro races? What do you anything come to mind or any funny things or anything? Um, you know, it actually like the pro races that I did after Loretta's was you know typical to kind of how it is now you know after you're getting done getting done with loretta's i went and uh-huh. rode the that's basically a 360 in the open class which is like 500 class yeah that yamaha they were doing the same thing at the time 
How was that? But, I mean, that how that, was that thing? I, it was like it was a freaking bitching year. My dad did the motor still then, uh-huh. and and it was like that Nolene's kit that you Nolene that did the kit and all that stuff. And my but my dad did like we had the kit, but my dad did the motors and they you know we balanced them and did all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it was pretty legit. I mean that was, I mean I think I was top privateer that year in the five hundred in eighty nine. Yeah, in the five hundreds in eighty nine because like. That's when the series shifted, like after Loretta. Yeah. So I got to ride like all the races after that. So yeah, yeah. I can't remember how I finished. I think I was like six or something like that. But I was pretty pumped on that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Especially, uh, um, you know, being uh, being a privateer like that. So. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and then on a 360 too, which I imagine that thing was a handful. Maybe not though. But um, so the next year, ninety, you switched to Suzuki's. How come? How'd that come about? Well, actually, actually in 89, I was still working with um, the uh, shop DGY, yep. which is Downer Grove, Yamaha, out of, in Chicago there, mm-hmm. Illinois. And um, they actually helped me out for, you know, for... the year after that, so 90. Yeah. And what? Well, why Suzuki's though? They just they got a better deal through Suzuki's, or they wanted to you to promote Suzuki's yeah, or something? Yeah, pretty much it. The contingency, the money was better. Yeah, doing the contingency and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it actually worked out better. And he like the guy at the shop there, Jim, um, uh, Jim, Jim Downey, John Downey, no, Swan, Jim Swan. Yeah, Swan. That's it. Good guy. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, guy. And he was actually, that guy was, like, freaking awesome mm-hmm. for a ton of time there. And, you know, actually, like, feeding back a little bit, he brought me back, shoot, even after, I'm trying to think of the year, but. When you wrote, he, when you wrote uh, the Honda 125? No, you know, it actually was, shit, I can't even. I'm trying to think of it, but it was yeah. like at Mammoth. Yeah. He basically, I think it might have been, it had been 88. Oh, okay. And he goes, and him and his other buddy was up there, Jimmy Canner. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, we got we to gotta hook up with you. And the next thing I know, I was like getting a plane flight and all that stuff back to doing uh-huh. Red Bud National. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, just like that. That's cool. Yeah, w- so. when I worked for Moto Triple X in 2002, we were sponsored by DGY, and Jim was uh, was still involved with the shop then. And yeah, great guy. couldn't Couldn't ask for more from the guy, you know. Oh yeah, no, he so. helped. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, he helped out for those two years. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I mean, he saved our asses. <laughs> you, honest, you, you and Pops might not to be honest been. with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So at the end of '90, uh, Mitch Payton comes calling for a Honda ride. What'd you? What'd you think? Uh, of course, back then it wasn't, you know, he wasn't Mitch Payton of the mighty pro circuit team. It was his first year. So, um, what'd you think? And how long, did, how long did that, when did he talk to you and how did that come about? Um, actually, you know what? It's funny. Cause I was just talking about somebody else, talking to somebody else today about this whole same situation. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. and it was, I had, um, Mike Hooker. I don't know if you know yeah. him at all. Yep. Yeah. And he was my buddy. He kind of helped me out through a couple of years with Pro Circuit, you know, mm-hmm. before then on the amateur side. And next thing you know, it's like, shit, he pretty much 
got me got me this ride, you know, in '91. Mitch's first team, and uh, yeah. like I was just like thinking that was like a factory ride. Well, that time. the funny thing, and it pretty much was. Yeah, well, the funny thing was was M- MC thought it was MC McGrath thought it was going to be a uh, a factory Honda ride, and then he was bummed out when he learned it was some shop. You know what I mean? That was going to run the factory Honda team. So, um, <laughs> but I guess for you, you were just pumped to have a ride and have expenses paid for, huh? Oh heck yeah! I remember driving down from Northern California to to uh, Southern California by Mitch's shop and mm-hmm. sitting in my truck and just getting down there at like 3 in the morning and just sleeping in my truck. Because <laughs> he wanted you there in the morning I mean, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, whatever it's got to be, yeah. I'm going to be there. Do you remember how much you made? So. How much How much was your contract? Um, That year I got, to be honest with you, I got paid, I don't think nothing. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think they gave me ten thousand dollars for expenses. Yeah, wow! And, uh, and that's straight up. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, um, straight up ten thousand dollars. Wow! And what? How I want to spend that? I could spend it. Right, right. Yeah, ten thousand dollars to get to all the West Coast races and the Nationals. Um, yep, exactly. Uh, yourself, Steve Lampson, Jeremy McGrath, Brian Swink, and Jer- and Jeremy Buell. Uh, what a team! You guys killed it that year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, those guys on the East Coast killed it, and I was, I mean, obviously I couldn't beat McGrath on the West Coast, you know, mm-hmm. but yep. I was right there second place most of the time. Bikes were good? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, do got to say. I watched, they um, were good. I watched uh, an old national with Swink, Swink won, and, uh, and I think you, you were in it, or maybe it was Buell, but... You guys were motoring by Cooper and Emig, who were on factory bikes, like it was no problem. See you later. Like just pulling them out of corners. So clearly yeah. the bikes were pretty good. Yeah, you know what's funny is like I still bring this up to this day. The doing triples, like everybody on one twenty fives would have to shift to third to yeah. actually do the triple. Mm-hmm. Second gear, no problem. Yeah. All day long, <laughs> and it was probably the gear ratio and all that stuff. And Honda yeah. was helping helping yeah. out quite a bit at that time. Yeah, so. um, but it made a big difference. So obviously, sure. obviously, you just signed with them for one year, uh, and then you got a Suzuki factory ride after that. Did you did you want to stay with Mitch? Did was the money at Suzuki just better? We'll talk about the switch. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like didn't really have nothing from on the PC side on Pro Circuit side and. Really? They didn't want you back? No, no, not really. To be honest with you. No, because, I mean, if it was, I'd, I'd have stayed there. You got but. third in the Supercross and sixth <clears throat> in the outdoors. Okay, here's the problem, though. What? I, and I don't think anybody knows all this, how it all worked out, but I was already pointed out what I did in 1990 is quit riding nationals. Uh-huh. So I didn't point out. But it's crazy because I was like, I didn't even have enough points. I mean, I did, but yeah. it's like, is this really legit or not? Wow. Like, yeah. So I had to quit riding in 1990 because I made all my points. Because back then it was like Pro-Am license. Yeah. And when I was riding the, the 500 class, you know, like in 89, I was making all these points because I was the first Pro-Am guy all the time. Okay, so you got... 20, no, yeah. Dubok, Diamond, 
whoever else was in there, they're like the pro guys. But back then, they had a the mm. license was you're right. a pro am guy. Yeah. And I got first place points all the way through there. And then come 1990, I rode a you know little bit of Supercross, just you know with me and my dad, you know with DGY on the West Coast. And by that time, I was already pretty much pointed out. So 125 Supercross was out of the question. Yeah, I mean, I had to like basically in 1990 to ride for Mitch at PC. I had to quit riding some of the nationals. It went yeah, yeah. I, actually, like, it was Troy, Ohio. I had to quit right there. You knew you had to get a, you wanted to get a 125 ride the next year, so that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just my dad said, "Yeah, we're done." <laughs> I go, "Okay, fine." Well, okay, but it, so the end of '91 though, you were good, or you pointed out of Supercross. Oh yeah, no, I was over yeah. after after ninety one. Oh, so you couldn't. So even, I, yeah. I had to ride two fifty. Right. So that's probably the you know it makes sense now after we're talking about it. Right. I was right. like done after that. Right. Right. So I had to ride two fifty, and then Suzuki, you know, picked me up. Yeah. Um. Well, that, it didn't work out so bad that year, though. You broke your leg, right? Factory Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. I broke my femur. Like it. Shit. It sucked. It was pretty much February. Yeah, and uh, Houston, so we didn't get very far in. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. And um, uh, the ninety, so that would have been ninety-two on a Suzuki team. You would have been teammates with Swink, Cooper. Who else? Um, Lusk, Yogi. Yeah. Yep. And shoot, I can't remember. Um. Who else was on there? And, 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 hey, <laughs> you're, you're from you're from uh, NorCal, and you've always done well at Hangtown. Do you have a ton of laps at that place? Because you did come back and win that race. That was your first race back from the leg, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your first that was race, my first. Was it? And it would have been the second second national of the year at Gainesville, probably back then. Um, yeah. And then you you won your first race back at, at Hangtown. Do you have a shit ton of laps on that track, or is it just is that one of the reasons? Nah, why? I mean. I mean, obviously I do because I, I grew up up there and I can remember honestly riding like freaking mini bikes around that yeah, track. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so, but I've always liked that track. I mean, obviously because I lived up there mm-hmm. and shoot. Um, talk about that day that you won, though. How cool was that? You were 19? Oh, uh, it was pretty you... cool. Were you 19? For sure. Um, um, okay, let me. Yeah, let me do the math. Ninety-two. I was born in seventy-one. So, was, shoot, do the math. It's like twenty twenty-one. Yeah, at that time, and uh, and winning a national. At that. I, I, I actually I was twenty-one. I mean, that's pretty old to be a freaking rookie these <laughs> days, you know. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, did you like it at Suzuki? How are the bikes? How how was everything going? How was your salary? Like, were you pumped on everything? Um, salary, yeah. I mean, I got paid twenty four thousand dollars a year. Oh, I think that's what that's about what Red Dog made in ninety seven. He made about twenty four thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my my salary is twenty four twenty four, and I mean, I mean, to me at that time, I mean, yeah. I'm just like, shit, this is good. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. The the main thing was being on a factory team, so I'm like, right. okay, I'm gonna suck it up. But I never had that kind of money before. The, I was like, okay, this is this is great. The bike must have been a step down though from from the Honda, huh? Yeah, I mean it, it 
because I started out on the 250 because I had to ride 250 Supercross. Right, so, right. so on that end, I mean, it seemed great and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I got hurt. And then we came back on, you know, once I got yeah. hurt, I from my femur because I broke my freaking left femur. So. Yeah. Kind of regroup from that, and then, and I told those guys, I'm like, I'm not going to be ready. If I'm going to come back, I'm going to be. And I was like, pretty pumped on myself now, like looking back at it. Mm-hmm. And I go, and I said, then I go, I'm going to be. When I come back, I'm going to come back and do good. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was pretty cool because I had like I was down in Southern California that time because I was a North Northern California guy, and I moved down here and. Hung out with Goat Brecker, this, that, you know, just like right. riding like, every yeah. day at this track. He goes, whatever day you want, you ride. Yeah. And he kind of helped me out a little bit, you know. That's so I cool. Just kept yeah. pushing forward and um, paid off. Yeah, ninth overall in the series that year on a Suzuki, on the factory Suzuki. Now, the next year, you got you got the, the ride that everybody dreams of, factory Honda. Um did did when did they start talking to you? When did you have an idea that that they were maybe going to hire you? It was I can, I can't I can put a race race in there like to tell you, but it was uh, Troy Ohio. Troy Ohio ninety three. Yeah, I can't remember what date that was though. Right, right, but but they came to you and said, "Hey, we're, we're interested in having you ride for us next year." Yeah. Oh yeah. And you were just like, and I. I Pretty much signed the contract there for a two-year deal, and I think it was like fifty thousand dollars. But I was like, "Shit, that's pretty good." <laughs> yeah, no doubt, huh? Uh, and I mean, and that 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 would be freaking good these days, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Right? Um, uh, yeah. It was that was ninety three the year you wore Yoko. Did yes, sir. Yeah, big money 93, deal. Ninety four. Big money deal from Yoko, huh, Lammy? <laughs> yeah, four, forty grand. Woo! Wow. But yeah, uh forty grand so, per year. So ninety three, <laughs> uh you're on a you're on a factory Honda and you have a really good year. Um you you did I remember you running up front all year and uh basically I think you got fourth in the five hundreds, fifth in the two fifty supercross, and then uh third outdoors on the two fifty. So you were you were big bike full time. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. The whole little bike thing was out that year. So Um you were teammates with Jeremy Stanton that year did, did you have a sense that mcgrath was going to be mcgrath before the season started you know like obviously he was a 125 supercross champion and stuff but 93 his rookie year he took the sport by storm and you were able to see that every day did you have an idea yeah pretty much yeah i could see it coming yeah <laughs> so you you were the, sure. you were the third fastest guy at the honda team that year like mcgrath stanton and then you were just learning, right? Just trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I was like, I was content with that. Uh, and like, it, it, I, I knew where I knew where I was at in the whole program. Yeah, how was the bike? Bike was good, I imagine. Um, yeah, ninety three. I mean, it was yeah. The bikes were good. I yeah. mean, for sure. Yeah. The five hundred deal. I mean, that was tough. Yeah. Be honest with you. I mean, I trained my butt off to to be that guy, the the best I could be. And uh, actually, I hung out with Stanton like a ton, like in '91. Okay. So I kind of got like a good worth worth effort from him. So right. So, but yeah, yeah, but you, you. I don't know. I don't. I don't think our bikes were that good. I mean, even Stanton told me it's like we 
Yeah. We struggle. They always, the, the, talking to Stanton now, he says that those bikes back then were too fast almost. They were too gnarly. Oh. Um, the Cowies were easy to ride, easier to ride. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much, and exact, exactly what he said is perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. Cowies had power valves, Honda didn't mm-hmm. on the 500 days. And those things were, like our bikes were totally fast, but they yeah. were just like, <laughs> yank your arms out. Right. And I and it was basically Stanton and myself and Kudrowski and LaRocco. Yeah. And they were on Cowies. Right. And and I can remember to this day like going out and leading motos mm-hmm. and I just I got to the twenty minute mark and I was like and I was in good shape. Yeah. Like I trained my ass off right. and, but I was like I was done. Thing was and too, those too guys fast. would just roll right by me. Um, still a good year. Still a good season, though. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Without a doubt. And then, so the next year they come to you and they say, uh, "You want to ride with twenty fives? You're and you're okay with that?" Oh yeah, no, yeah. I was totally pumped with that because I mean that's I don't know what it is, but yeah, I always love the one twenty fives. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, and this was, so you signed a two year Honda deal. So this would have been your second year. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And, oh, uh, or 94, 94. And then, uh, now we're starting to get into like the super team of you and Jeremy, where you guys are just, just, just incredible killing it riders. You won your first title that year in 25 outdoors. Uh, talk about that season a little bit. Nah, okay. We're just outdoors. Okay. We're skipping the, well, we the can talk about super right? We're, we're we're going we're talking ninety four outdoors. Oh, okay, ninety four. Yeah, I didn't win the championship that year, but oh I yeah, was... yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. Ninety four. You battled with Henry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a, like yeah. a freaking in the Unadilla. I had like a twenty five point lead. Uh huh. But you know how one thing happens and yeah. just kind of Snow- it all goes away. I mean, twenty five points is one moto. And what, what happened? No, I did that at Unadilla. I mean, going down the, what do you call it, the gravity cavity. Yeah. And just complete yard sale on the first <laughs> lap. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I just barely made any points the next moto. Right. So that year was out pretty much. I think I got third, second or third. Second. I don't know. Yeah, you got second. Henry, just Henry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So you actually had the lead at, the, at one point that year. In 94. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fifth in the Supercross, too, in 94. Not so bad. Fifth the year before, No, too. not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I wasn't really a totally big Supercross guy, you know, but I mm-hmm. tried my best. Yeah. You know, it's just more and more on the outdoor guy, so. The, um, so your Honda contract was up, but, but no problem um, coming back? Like, they wanted you back? You wanted to go back? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um... When I was negotiating my, this is pretty ironic, and I'll, I'll say how it is right now. Mm-hmm. But coming in to do my contract, or actually, you know what? I no, I did have a contract for ninety-five. Oh, okay. Somehow or another, we negotiated that. So I went from fifty thousand, fifty thousand, and then 
125,000. Oh, big raise. Big raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're balling. So, yeah, no, I was, yeah, <laughs> big time. Uh, and 95, you win the outdoor title. You finally get your, get that one, get, get that first championship. And, uh, that had been pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And how it came down, it was like crazy. I mean, yes. I don't even think that too many people like realize like how it went down. It's like, you know, remember back then, like you said, Gainesville, then a bunch of super crosses. Yeah. All that stuff. So like Gainesville, I won the first moto, killed it. Second moto, broke the front wheel, mm-hmm. didn't get no points. Right. And then I don't remember. I can't exactly tell you how many supercrosses were between. Yeah. You know that yeah. and the next outdoor hangdown, but basically I hurt myself at a supercross. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, ninety-five supercross at Charlotte. I was. Pretty much, like, you, I never yeah. won a big bike super cost. Yeah. Never. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> but th- it was close. Charlotte was close. Yeah, it was close. And then right after that, the next weekend went to Dallas, and then I blew my knee out. Mm-hmm. So I missed I missed Hangtown. So when I came back at Mount Morris, I was like, I don't remember exactly. I think like it was like 60, 60 some points yeah, down. 65 points or 68 points down or something. Yeah, I'm thinking 68, too. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, at this point, you were just like, fuck it, what can I do, right? Just try to win motos. <laughs> yeah, and I came back there kind of half at, you know, not totally 100%, you yeah. know, half. Mm-hmm. And just going, you know what, I'm going to just finish the series out and try to win, do what I can do, and then... Yeah. By the end of the series, I mean, it was, like, obviously down to the wire. Yeah. Last moto tied in points at Still City. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. You and Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now a lot of people think that when Rhino's, Rhino lost a championship when the, his chain broke, it's kind of a common <laughs> motocross misconception, but you had already won it. You had crossed the finish line. Yeah. No, no. There, there was no doubt in that. <laughs> right. Have you heard that yourself, though? You probably have. Oh, I heard it like a ton of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I don't understand. Beyond Somewhere, a ton. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, people think that Rhino only lost the title because his chain broke. But you were already doused in champagne at that point when the chain broke. But um, that would have been pretty nice uh, to win the 125 Outdoors. And uh, in 96, you went back and, uh, whew, man, uh, 96 was my first year as a mechanic on the circuit. And... Uh, God, how many motos did you lose in '96? Two, three, um, couple to win them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, basically, like overalls. Yeah, I won nine out of twelve. Yeah, it was. It was. And one of them, one of them that I lost was at Glen Helen, so I got a flat tire in the second moto. Mm-hmm. Or actually, the first moto, so I didn't win that one. Yeah. And the only other two were at the end of the season, Steel City. Uh, and one before then, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but Wyndham basically kicked my ass on those two, last two races. But I already had the championship wrapped up at yeah. Wash Eagle um, at that time. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for btosports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show.
Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex feel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Looking back on it, would you say that that might have been the peak of Steve Lampson's career? That might have been when you were the very best? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, it was. Without a doubt. And you, after that, I mean, I, you, uh, you, yeah. you and Mike Gossler got along pretty good, too, to the point where you guys remained friends for, for years later. It still are to this, this day. You guys really bonded that year, those years. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, just yesterday, driving up to Comp Edge, I mean, he was sending me pictures of him catching a big freaking salmon in mm-hmm. Idaho at his house. Right. <laughs> like, Those are the days of box fans where you'd like, the, the, you guys would uh, just chill and hang out and maybe you'd stay on the road with him and stuff, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. I mean, we, I mean, it was, we had, I mean, it was definitely good times back then. And, and then, of course, uh, MC was killing it too. You guys were like just a super team. He's killing it outdoors. Oh, yeah. He's ki- killing it indoors. You're killing it outdoors. Then he's killing it uh, outdoors too. So also he decides to like uh, um, take it seriously, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Ninety five. Uh, you guys it, it, won. Yeah, everything. Everything there was to win. Yeah. No, I mean it was good times. Like ninety five, he had his champion championship wrapped up, and I was like fighting. I mean, basically when myself and Rhino went in the last moto and I mean you mm-hmm. probably know this but we were basically tied in points. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever get uh I don't want to say jealous of MC but did it ever irk you that sometimes maybe he got a lot of I mean he was pretty badass obviously one of the best ever but did you ever feel like you were maybe overlooked a little bit and you were like hey guys what about me? <laughs> no, nah, you know to, to be honest with you I mean I'm Pretty mellow guy. You are. And, yeah. No. Yeah, never. Pretty, yeah. There's not. To not, be honest with you, like not, in that whole that whole time frame. Yeah. No. There's a. It's like he's winning. He's winning. Okay. Yeah. If I get on the podium, I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. And there's not a lot of ego with you. Definitely. Even when you were the top top guy, I can attest for that. Um. Yeah. So end of '96. Now, uh, do you re-sign with Honda, or did you have a contra- existing contract? No, actually, you know that the, the ninety six. No, I did. Re-sign I mean ninety seven. Yeah, ninety end of ninety six for ninety seven. So you had a yeah yeah no. resign. Now, all new bike, all new two fifty 
two-stroke that, looking back, wasn't very good. And 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 actually, MC also. Uh, did you get a sense something was wrong with Jeremy and Honda at some point? No, I could tell when we were in um, actually Japan. Okay. And doing a socket. You know, back then we had to go ride all those races. Right. So they had the new bike, and I'll shoot it straight, you know. But we're we're back there and. The new bikes out, this, that. Actually, it might have been like the year before. Now, maybe it wasn't. But bottom line, I mean, we're just, we're back in Toshigi. Will this have been the fall of 96? Somewhere along there? Like Yeah, I yeah. think it, probably end of 96. Okay. I would have to say that was. Yeah. And you knew the bike, and bike wasn't that good? He wasn't pumped on it? No, we were pumped on it. Oh. And we went. We we actually rode it, and we're like, dude, this thing's pretty good. But they were like, Japan's like, just don't jump the bike too hard, you know. Just <laughs> just you know. And we both rode the bike, and we're like, holy shit, this thing's perfect. This is like freaking yeah. Jeremy's bike, but I loved it too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, he always rode the ninety six chassis. Yeah, ninety three. Yeah, ninety three chassis all year. Or ninety? Oh, I'm sorry, ninety-three. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, three years off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that kind of goes along with, uh, uh, you know, I'm good buddies with Rich Taylor, who was riding for the the, the R and D guys then, and he said the the first aluminum frame he rode, bike he rode, was awesome, and then all the Honda guys got scared that it was going to break, so they beefed it up everywhere, and then it was terrible. And he told Dave Arnold that he was like, this, "Oh my god, terrible." Yeah, it was bad. So, and that's the same thing we went through with McGrath and myself mm-hmm. sitting in Japan and riding this bike, and they're like, "Oh, just just make sure you don't jump it too hard." And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is not good." And, but and, the bike was freaking so bitching; it was so good, and both of us said the same thing. And then they, you know, obviously from there they, you know, and we we had to go ride. Those super crosses, and we yeah. had to ride like the real stuff. And Jeremy was like, "Yeah, Bercy, you got, he, he did Bercy." No, this, this was like Tokyo and oh, Osaka. Okay. okay, so you went and did yeah, that. Yeah, so I think we did. We had to do both those races, and that I'm trying to think, it must have been. It had to been end of 06. 96. and yeah, or ninety six. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ten years ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, and and do you remember at those races thinking that you were going to be in trouble? Oh hell yeah! We went to Osaka the first week, uh-huh. and we we're back there for like two or three weeks. Right. Osaka, we we got our asses kicked. Uh huh. And I'm like, fuck, we got to somehow we got to do something <laughs> uh-huh. to get this bike better. And then we went to Tokyo which was the next weekend, mm-hmm. and Jeremy right off the bat, freaking endoed, freaking bust his chin open, mm-hmm. stitches, couldn't ride no more. I did something stupid, and both of us got, like, a ton of stitches that weekend. <laughs> and then then that's, like, pretty much that's the turning point where for 97 season, yeah. McGrath, he, he's like, I'm not having this. Did he tell you that? Like, did, did he tell you that in private? Like he was, did, like did he? You know what? I don't. 
I don't think he never did, but no. I I think out like maybe that night, like at the race when we're both stitched up, uh-huh. he probably did. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know we're hanging out in Rick Johnson's room. Uh-huh. Put it that way after the race and just like In ninety seven you're hanging out Rick Johnson's room? Hey, end of ninety six at oh. I remember Rick Johnson was at um What the hell was he doing? Race what was he doing there? I don't know. <laughs> Can't remember, but um, we're just hanging out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then he went to Bercy. Jeremy went to Bercy. I don't know if you did or not either, but he struggled there at Bercy on that bike. Yeah, uh, and that's what that's what. Yeah, uh, I didn't go that year. Yeah. So so, uh, but you you were already locked into the contract. I mean, you wanted to go to ride with them, ride the bike, and everything. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was already locked in. Yeah. So, but hey, he leaves, and now you're the guy. <laughs> right? I mean, it's a little, little more pressure. Yeah. A little bit. And, of course, the Coliseum comes. He's on a Suzuki, and you knock him down, Lammy. Where did I knock him down at, though? In the first <laughs> – yeah, in the first turn. I'm just kidding. That's That That was the big thing, you know, back then. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll straight tell you how the whole deal went down. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want – yeah, tell us what happened because there was definitely some controversy back then. Of course, you're not that type of guy, you're not that type of rider, but uh it was kind of ironic. Yeah, no, I mean it was you know, basically when it all went down, we, I think Jeremy and I were in the same heat race and I ended up beating him. Mhm. And I I I'm pretty sure I did. So so then the main event, it's like you know how that, I don't know if you remember, but that start went down. Yeah. And had a right turn, like a basically a 180. Yeah. And I remember, I don't remember when I st- where I started, but I was on the inside. And everybody was, like, making a big deal out, like, oh, yeah, it's Honda's against freaking McGrath yeah. and this and that. You know, he's yeah. on the Suzuki. Like I didn't give a shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, okay. Pretty fortunate to beat him in a fucking heat race, but <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And going down there in the the start straight, I basically kind of high sided in somebody, and then I think my bike hooked on his, mm-hmm. and he was like dragging. Like basically, when I looked at the videos, you would have probably hole shotted and won the race. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't like, it wasn't nothing against like me trying to do yeah. something or get paid from Honda or whatever. But yeah. like, yeah, I connected with them and high sided and pretty much ate it pretty hard. You know, uh, yeah. And that was the kind of the start of, uh, of the year for you right off to a, uh, uh, a, a beautiful start. But you know, one thing that we um one thing that we skipped over and I skipped over in my notes here, talking about ninety six and maybe that was the best that you'd ever been on a motorcycle, uh Motocross the Nations that fall in oh, Spain. Yeah. Um you, uh Rhino and Fro, right? Or no, MC. You MC and Fro. Yeah. Right. MC Fro and myself, yeah. You guys go to Spain and uh Everybody talks about Johnny O beating everybody on a 125 except for his teammate. You know, he got second behind Bailey or RJ or whatever on a 125. 
Everybody talks about that, but people kind of forget that Steve Lampson, straight up, you won the whole race on a 125. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Beat Thank everybody. The, uh, <laughs> no, that 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 gets lost a little bit here and there. Uh, talk about that day, that track, and and that that feeling of just crushing it like that. Yeah, I mean it was it was. I mean to be honest with you, it was a great day because I came off of. I remember leaving, you know, leaving and flying from, you know, Steel City and going to do the destinations. And it's like, we got the best three guys. Yeah. We should, you know, and the year before, it was, it was tough the mm-hmm. year before. And yeah. I'm not going to get into that. But, right. and, you know, for this year, I mean, shoot, at Jerez, Spain, I'm, um, went out, looked at the track, and like, man, this is going to be good, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. they were like, it was more like big jumps and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm like, are they serious right now? Right, because, you know, they are. are. Right, right. Yeah, but for some reason or other, they were kind of happy with their track. So <laughs> so it just favored you guys. Just is, Wasn't there some big downhill triple or something? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was big, and and I'm gonna straight up say it how it was. I remember, like I was there, and I I mean I get basically get along with everybody, yeah. you know. And yeah. Evers was up there, and I'm like, hey, what's going on, you know? And we're looking at the track, and they're looking at this jump, and I'm like, I'm looking at it, kind of going, and it was kind of one of those deals where it went like from the top of the hill, kind of tapered out, uh-huh. and then went off the jump and like a ski jump basically yeah. uh-huh. and drop down, you know, and there was like, it was like a quad basically. Mm-hmm. And I like looking at it. I'm like, gosh, yeah, I got this thing. <laughs> and, but once we started doing it, like during practices, I don't remember how it all went back down then. Mm-hmm. I mean, two practices or whatever, right, right. but, but I do remember, I don't for some reason or another, I remember being up there just like walking up. Maybe it was my practice or whatever. And I remember Everett's just like just sitting there, just shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, this thing's big. Yeah. And then then made a big deal out of it with the oh, with whatever the, the thing was. The FIM with the FIM. Yeah, yeah, with FIM. So I don't know what the hell they're thinking about, but they went and. They go, okay, if you got a problem with this, yeah, we'll just take the, yeah, we're going to fix this. Yeah. And they took the two jumps in between out, which didn't make <laughs> It didn't make any difference. Yeah. Still a quad. It didn't make a difference. Right. And right. you know what? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Now you're just like, okay, okay. cool. I, I'm still jumping over those middle two jumps. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because you had to hit this thing. Like, on a 125, you had to hit it, like, just tapped out, and you dropped, like, it seemed like three stories, you know? Yeah. And I do remember, because one thing that they did is, like, one of the Husky, Husqvarna guys, like, broke their frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just snapped off, and yeah. then there's, like, okay, we got to do something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but they never changed it. They, they From the takeoff to the landing was the same. And you guys went they one, every, you guys went one, two, every, every moto, I think. Right? Um, somebody... you know, I did, I finished the, okay, it was 100 or 125, 500 moto. I, 
obviously finished first, yeah. and Tortelli finished behind me, and I think Emig after that on the 500. But mm-hmm. the second moto was 125-250, and I think, I don't know, I don't think I finished ahead of, like, obviously, I mean, Jeremy Yeah. Jeremy won, and then I think Bravotes, and then maybe me. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly. Right. So. But what a day! What a what a glorious day for you and Team USA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really good, especially uh, considering the the year before my first year there. Yeah, which was uh, Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, um, Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, they, they, Slovakia. They watered the shit out of the track, and it was just yeah, not much fun. No, no, that was uh, no, that was Belgium. Oh, oh that Slovakia was Belgium. Okay. was pretty good, but Belgium was oh seven or ninety seven. Okay, I'm sorry. all right, yeah, I'm getting, getting it mixed up. So ninety seven yeah. Supercross season, you fall in the first turn with MC, and it doesn't really get any better from there, does it? How much of it was the bike, and no. how much was it was you? Was you? No, I mean. I think I was pretty good in the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. then that kind of like, to be honest with you, I mean that that whole deal with me taking out McGrath and I mean kind of screwed my head a little bit. Oh, did it really? And yeah, it kinda, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I mean I, the next weekend because it was like back to back weekends mm-hmm. and we were back there at LA Coliseum, Coliseum and I got yeah. people like. Yelling at me, wanting to fight me. I really? Mean, it it was pretty crazy. Really? Wow. Oh yeah. No, I had people that night coming up to the truck, and you know, because they had semis back then, and mm-hmm. and I I remember I just like did something to my like my femur, but it didn't break, obviously. Yeah. But it was like just like a big yeah. Charlie horse, and my uh-huh. guys like trying to stretch me out and do this, and had people coming up. You freaking wow. And after this, that, then the next weekend, I had people, you know, after practice coming up to me, you freaking dirty rider and this Jeez. and that. And I'll tell you how, if you want me to tell you how it all went down, I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, it didn't, it sounded like it wasn't anything to do with you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was like the first turn crash. And then I got up, like, just trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And then. I went two turns later, and there's Jeremy just getting up from a crash. Yeah. And I go I go by. It was just like a simple crash, you know. Yeah. He yeah. must have washed out or something. And we're going up in the, you know, the peristyle there, you mm-hmm. know, where you go up on yeah. top. Yeah. And I could totally just feel it right now. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's just like, you mother. Oh, really? Just screaming. Yeah, yeah. Screaming because you're like, you know, when you're up on the top, yeah. you're not even on the throttle. Yeah. You're just kind of burr, 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 and yeah. then back down. Right. And he went down. We turned, went up, and I know he is pissed, but it's like I didn't even. Yeah. It wasn't like. Yeah, it was just purpose, racing. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Racing. I mean, sorry, use that word. No, nah, you, you can use it. It's didn't right. use that word. All right. Bad word. But, shoot. I didn't mean to do that in uh-huh. the first turn. I mean, what do I want to lay myself out in front of like yeah, yeah. Eight, you're, you know, people? You're so. trying to do good yourself, so yeah. And he's like screaming on top of the freaking parasol. We come down, <laughs> and they had like a right, and then a sharp left uh-huh. back into the you know normal rhythm yeah. lane. Right. And I mem- I could never forget this. He was like jumped 
like he was pissed. I yeah. mean, I can respect that. Yeah. He's pissed. He jumps like, and I remember seeing his wheels like right by my head <laughs> on my left side. And then we turned, you know, left. Mm-hmm. And I went over like, I remember I had the video still from Honda. Like I'm in the air on the triple, just revving it out. And then you went into like a, some sort of left-hand turn and then double into like a, uh-huh. a tight left-hander. And, well, I just jumped into that thing like way too hot, and then yeah. that's when I hit him. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it, it, not, yeah, yeah. It was. Not. Yeah, it was. 97, though, the 125 still had a steel frame, basically the same bike as the year before. And you were going into the outdoors, and it was it was Carmichael versus Lampson. That was the hype, and you know he'd won. Carmichael won. Uh, did you guys go two one one two at Gainesville, or did he win both motos? No, he no he killed me. I I won the first moto. That's it. You yeah, remember you got, that? And then he won, and then but everyone was like, it's his home track, you know. And then you went to Hangtown, and you won, right? No, ninety seven. No. Oh, okay, I thought you nope. won. I thought you won Hangtown that year because it was a big. No, year. because I like in between again in between like Gainesville to that race, I um, did my ligaments on the thumb on the throttle side. Oh, okay, so I was out ninety seven. Like I tried to ride there, yeah, but I I don't think I made it through first moto, and I I like tried to suck it up, and right. it I couldn't even do it. Yeah, the the Gainesville hype between you and Carmichael was big. I was just a privateer mechanic back then, but it was like, ooh, what's going to happen? You know, and the short, yeah, yeah, short, he, fat kid. He ran me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody kind of was like, ah, it's his home track. You know, who knows? We Nobody really knew that Carmichael was going to be Carmichael at that point, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, and yeah, so you, were, you missed uh, most of the season? When did you come back from that year? Yeah, was, uh, you know what? I think I came back around – Maybe Mount Morris or the next year. Yeah. Like, 97, 98 was a pretty bad year. Yeah, 98, you broke your collarbone, right? Nationals. No, actually, you know what? Um, let me think here for a second. It was because they didn't come out with the aluminum frame. 97 was the first year for the 250. Yeah. 98. And on the 125, it was for 98. Yeah. And I was, like, testing that thing at Glen Helen. Uh-huh. Before, right before the season of Supercross for '98, yeah. and that's when I busted my collarbone. Okay, all right, yeah. So, yeah, um, so I was out like '98, and then, but I did come back at '98 for outdoors. I I did Supercross, but I don't think I did that good. Yeah, and then '98, I did win Hangtown. You won Hangtown, and then you went to Southwick and Banker. Yeah. Yeah, because it never healed up. It was like a long ordeal. It pretty oh, was much it? Yeah. almost ruined my year. Uh, just a collarbone? Never, wow. Yeah, yeah, just a collarbone. never healed up, and I kept, like, sending pictures to the Honda guys, and I'm like, okay, here I am testing. But I went to my doctor, and they're like, oh, is this the picture you got, like, when you broke it? I go, no, that's right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, typical stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, and, and it, never healed up. Should have had it plated. And done, but it never. It, so that almost cost me like half a year, right there. Right, right. Yeah, one of those things that just wasn't getting better, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and, and that was it for you at Honda. Uh, they let you go. Did 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 you did they did you know it was coming? Did they tell you? Did they give you enough time to? 
kind of. No, yeah, no, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I'm, if you're not performing, yeah, I mean, yeah. you pretty much know what's coming. But, I mean, you had a nice so. five-year run with him. You know what I mean? Like, you can't complain about that. No, no, no. Yeah. I was stoked at that time, you know, and then just went to, you know, the next best thing. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, how was the Chaparral? How did the Chaparral ride come about? Um, you know, that thing wasn't. That was actually a pretty good deal for me. Uh huh. I mean, money. I, if you speak of the the aspects of the money, I mean, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it was. I mean, I got paid so much money from Fox to run head to toe. Yeah. From Chaparral, I got paid fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but from the other side, I got paid one hundred fifty grand. So it was like two hundred grand a year. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, not bad, but you never you never gelled on the in the in that 250 too much and on the Yamaha 250. It was it was no, no, I sucked. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, I mean, I struggled, and I mean, to be yeah. honest with you, I mean, Larry Brooks was really good, but we kind of butted heads a little bit throughout the season. Right. I mean, I wasn't getting, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and whine, but yeah. I wasn't getting obviously what McGrath was getting. Yeah. So it's pretty much they rolled the bike over to our tent, and mm-hmm. McGrath was like full factory guy. I wasn't, but either way, I should have pulled through it. But it just wasn't a great year. Well, I was on the team that year with with Red Dog. At the end of the year, remember the last uh, we started at Mount yeah, Morris, yeah. and uh, and McGrath oh, was yeah. gone. So it was me and Red, me and your mechanic Jerry Campbell, and uh, he was he was uh, he was angry at me quite a bit. I remember that, but. He was also, yeah. you know, frustrated with with you too, two fifty outdoors, and uh, um, you know, it just wasn't going well. It just wasn't working out, and Jerry was getting pissed, and Larry was mad, and I felt like I was super pumped to be there because you know I'd never been on a big team like that, and Timmy was riding really good, but it was like a bad taste with everybody else. Like I was like, hey, isn't shouldn't everybody be happy? You know, you weren't you weren't happy at the races. You could tell Jerry wasn't happy, Larry wasn't happy, and I'm like, but but I'm happy, and Timmy's happy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the best point you could make right now. Yeah, it's like if you're on a bad team, you just it just can get through it. Yeah, it just struck me as everybody kind of being not happy. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I can still think about stuff going on and yeah. this and that, just bike stuff. To mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it was it wasn't great, but then again, I mean, I feel like partially like when I get down, then I didn't, and that's where I kind of learned. Like at the end of my career, it's like you can't give up. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I was like at that point. I mean, I to be honest with you, I mean, I I called Larry Brooks and told him at the end of the year, it's like, hey, let me out my contract. I got a Honda. I already talked to Honda, and I'm gonna just do my own deal for the last. Just, just let me out. He goes, no, we can't do that. And I, I finished it out. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Oh, I, I didn't remember that. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. So you were trying to get out of there early. Well, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't working out. I know that. So. Nah, no. It just, just. I don't know. Um. Uh, it seemed good, but it, it just didn't work out. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So the the next year, two thousand, you you set out Supercross, and then you hit the Nationals as a full privateer on a Honda one twenty five. Um, what, what, how did that come about? Why did you sit out Supercross? Did nobody offer you anything that was all right? 
that was decent enough to take, or you just wanted to ride once we have nationals one more time? Yeah, this would be a good story for you. Yeah. I At the end of when I got out of the whole deal with Chaparral, mm-hmm. I basically wanted to go back to Honda. And I pretty much, long story short, I had a deal set with Honda Japan to go ride the Japan Nationals. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were going to do that? Yeah, Jao was going to do that, and they were totally pumped on it and this and that. And I was like, oh, this is going to work out good. Right. I mean, I, I mean, the money was over two hundred grand. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is going to be great. Yeah, just like Kyle Lewis, Chicken, uh, you know, guys, a bunch of guys have done that. Yeah, yeah, and I was on the you know the last side of it, mm-hmm. and so we got to basically with the whole deal, like negotiating all that stuff, and then I was like getting out of my done with the chaparral deal mm-hmm. you know then it came around like you know the elsner grand prix type of deal yeah they have that thing every year and they were calling me because i was in between my whole deal and i was like trying to get my contract down with the guys in japan and it was going to be like a really bitching deal and i go yeah. oh no problem i'll, I'll write that right it was a 650 Honda, whatever, aluminum frame or whatever they had. Yeah, that thing was pretty new at the time. Yeah, yeah, and they're like basically saying, yeah, you want to race this thing? I go, (laughs) I got nothing else going on, so yeah, I'm going to, I'll do it. Right. And in between that, right before that deal, I had another deal going to go to Europe. I forgot to tell you that. Oh, yeah, do GPs? Yeah. Yeah, doing GPs with, um, what's it called back then, Magic. Yamaha. Okay. And I could never get a commitment back because I was going to go over there and race. I go, shit, what? I got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoors. That, I mean, you've, you know, always, like, you've always been better at outdoors. You know what I mean? It wasn't, wasn't a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this deal like hooked up. Like it was like $200,000 $200, a year. It was like a legit deal, but they were like playing the whole, you know, waiting to see if this guy was going to sign that, that, right, that. Right. Right. So I kind of, at that time, just figured that wasn't going to happen. And it just, and I had this other deal with Honda, and they go, okay, you can, we're going to use you for testing. Yeah. Go ride the Japan Nationals. We can use you here in California at mm-hmm. times. And yeah. it was just all like a bitch and deal. Yeah. So I'm like telling Bruce Ogilvy, which obviously he passed away. Yeah. Um, these guys and they're like, you gotta ride the spike. You gotta ride the spike. And I go, yeah, I'll do it. You yeah. know, Elsner Grand Prix. Yeah, sounds like fun. So oh. I busted, busted my leg like really bad there. Oh, you did on that bike. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was doing that race just for like a fun race, just to help everybody out. You know, whatever. Uh huh. Should have won it, but ended up just throwing it away. Like oh, that. so there goes there go and, there went your Honda ride. Yeah, well, what's funny is that, yeah, I thought my Honda Japan ride was going to go away, but they didn't even know nothing about it. I literally got home, my leg, like it busted it, like, it, I don't know if you know what the talus is, like the yeah. oil your tip, tip yeah, yeah. but it shattered it. Yeah. And literally, and they didn't even know about it, 
and I got a call from Honda like a little bit later that day, like the same day I broke my leg, getting ready to go into like surgery and mm-hmm. get it all figured out. <laughs> they were like, then they told me straight up, they was like, you apologize and it's not going to happen. Like the head, the head guy, I can't remember what his name was. But yeah. Oh, so they didn't, it wasn't because like, of the leg. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't because I hurt myself. He goes, no, it's not going to happen. We, and basically that, that's the, basically the time that they said no Americans can come over and uh-huh. kind of screw our Japanese riders that yeah, were yeah. winning races. Right. You know, or win a championship. So, so that deal was off. So I was like, after that time, like I broke my leg, yeah. got the news the same day. Right. I was like, literally going to be done racing. Yeah. That was it. I go, I'm done. Yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. My legs jacked up. They might have to fuse it. I can't race again. You know? Yeah. And then remember hobbling around the, the next year in 2000. Talking to Cliff White, Ziggy from Fractures and Exchange, like, hey, why don't you just try to get something going? Uh-huh. And that's when I got that deal going with uh, uh, a Korean. Uh, Was it Narita? Yeah, Narita. Yeah, Korean Narita. Yeah. And uh, Works Connection was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. They threw money in, like, because Cliff sat down and talked to me. He goes, dude, don't get depressed. I go, I'm done racing. He mm-hmm. goes, no, just, yeah. I'm telling you right now, just try to get some sponsors. We'll support you 100%. Like, in 2000, my bike was like basically a Honda factory bike. Yeah, that thing was pretty good. Uh, uh, Dave Dye was your mechanic, friend of mine, and I hung yeah. out with him that year yeah, quite yeah. a bit. And uh, yeah, you guys were um, getting some pretty trick stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what, like, I was at that point where. I remember at San Diego Supercross in 2000, Cliff, Cliff basically told me, he's like, hey, pull yourself together, try to do this, and, and Ziggy did the same thing. He goes, you can do it to just get yourself back going. Yeah. yeah. And and they they supported me 100%, and that was pretty bitches. Right? Yeah, yeah no there. doubt. And that's, that's some loyalty there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people would just leave you, leave you stranded. Yeah, and I took it on my part to, you know, we used their truck, and I hired my own mechanic, and we worked it all out, and, uh-huh. and it made me like a better, like on the business side, you know, right. to right. actually run a team and and do all this stuff, and it ended up working out pretty good. Hey, and at one point, you were leading the points. Yeah, huh? yeah, no, for sure, because everybody, like, just wrote me off, and... yeah. Yep. Came out at Glen Helen and got a third, I think, overall. And then Hangtown, I won that. And I was leading the points for for oh. a little while. Yeah, for a I while. Yeah, that was, uh, I was fifth overall that summer. So pretty successful. Yeah, not too bad. For... Um, at the, yeah, you, you were one of the vets and you'd been hurt a bunch. So it was all right. So then the next year, Husqvarna, how did that deal come about? Yeah, you know, and I still think that I might have <laughs> screwed up that whole situation. Wow. But they were paying you big money, right? Yeah, they were paying me big money, but then 
Honda came back that year and go, we got a two-year contract for you for $175,000 or 175000 a year. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. pretty good. But then they go, okay, you got to travel this many months in to Japan to, to try to develop that that um, oh. horse show. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, and I will the day you couldn't race at all the, you couldn't race it was no racing or it was very some racing or what was the no it was like some racing you know maybe outdoors mm-hmm. and then i could but then like all the time i had to be away i couldn't do you know basically do all the supercrosses overseas okay and i would always make a pretty good amount of money over there yeah yeah all you guys killed so, it i don't know back then yeah, you know, you know what Stanton it, told me? I mean, I didn't make a ton of money. I wasn't McGrath, but I mean, you know what Stanton told me? He, he told me Stanton told me he made more money in the off season in six weeks or eight weeks than he did the whole year from Honda back in the day. Oh yeah, no, I I can for sure yeah, agree with like, that. I, and this was when he this was when he was the man. You know, he was the guy yeah. winning championships, and he still would make more in eight weeks in Europe than he did for the other forty weeks in america crazy yeah for sure so no I and mean, i never was that guy to be like at that pace you know but i was still like could make decent money so you know? the husky thing i mean the husky thing was what double that uh, it was it was a lot more than that nah, i mean to be honest with you it was like i got offered 175 from honda mm-hmm. for a two-year deal i got offered 250 from husqvarna okay but the one seventy. But then again, but then I could go and do all those races. Yeah. So I made like another yeah, thirty, forty, fifty grand. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, what and, I do? What and, I do? Yeah, and you were and racing. I, too, I, I I made the wrong call. Now, to be with you. now the story that I heard from Dave Die again, your mechanic there, was you went to Italy, rode a bike that was awesome and bitching, and they didn't tell you that you couldn't race that bike. Is that true? Yeah. Semi. Semi true. <laughs> they were like, well, to, yeah. to, I mean, to woo you over, to get you to sign, they probably had a works bike all done up, and then it was nothing like their production bike that you race in America. Uh, you know, you know what, actually, to sign, they sent it to my house, and Dave Dye was there. Mm-hmm. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and, and I can reframe that a little bit. But with that whole deal with me riding the bike, yeah, I mean... When they sent it out, it was bitching. Mm-hmm. I end up signing. I, I straight up, I'm just like, your bike's bitching, so I'm gonna sign with you. Yeah. I don't know what the bike. I don't know what the bike was. We didn't tear it apart or nothing, but it was pretty damn good. It was that, that was a three year deal or two year deal with Husky? No, two two year deal. Yeah, and uh, Eduardo Ferracci, uh, not Eduardo, Eduardo or whatever. I don't know. Forget his name. But the stories, are, <laughs> the stories from him are legendary. They're legendary stories. Oh yeah, no, they're they're all good. Passed by Ferracci. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You never never did much on that bike, did you? Was no, it? no. Yeah. Maybe a whole shot, a couple races, <laughs> but that's about it. Checks cleared though. <laughs> yep. The money was good. I made sure that made sure it was like right. a legit deal from other people like um, Dave Stevenson, which yeah. I worked with. You know, quite a bit. Right. He's like, 
man, if you can get this deal, then you might as well take it. I, I made the wrong decision, though. Yeah, looking back on so, it, you would you should have done the Honda thing for two years. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Because I would have probably maybe still been there after I got done racing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. But it, it it was the wrong decision, and I kicked myself in the ass. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah, I mean, live and learn, you know. Yeah. And and but then when you get to the point like you're talking about Dave died, like saying the bike was this and that, but we went over to Europe and raced a motorcycle that was like unreal, like yeah. in the two fifty you know, like yeah. two stroke two fifty. Right, right, right. It was good. But and and I begged Ferracci, I said, Arado, you gotta freaking take care of me here. Get this bike back <laughs> right here. So I can this start, bike, <laughs> so I can start Supercross with it, please. Because mm-hmm. they didn't communicate very well, unfortunately. Yeah. And dude, that bike was like unreal. I remember Larocco at Barcelona, Spain, going, "Dude, that bike is gnarly." <laughs> I go, "I know." Fuck. Yeah. I, I'm almost like really scared to freaking grab a handful and go in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Like it was that good, and they tried to communicate, and they sent the bike over, and I started with that bike at Anaheim One, and I was like so pumped. Oh, so so you did get was, yeah, so you did get that bike. No, I got yeah, I got what I wanted, but then by I don't know Phoenix, I think the something blew apart in the clutch, and it just ruined the whole motor. <laughs> and then after that, but the bikes were still good. I mean, yeah, the one magic motor. That was it. Uh, yeah, that was it. And I was just praying for that thing. Like, please, please, like, please. How no. bad were the bikes or how good were they, truthfully? You know, honestly, I mean, they were probably, if you're an average guy riding the bike, you would love it. Yeah. But if you, like, pushed it to where you had to go, like myself, if I was riding mm-hmm. and racing, if I had to go, if I could ride it, 70%, the bike would be pretty good. Yeah. If you had to go to 100% or 95, no. It was it was a handful. It was sketchy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we tried to get, I mean, I tried to take my stuff and help them out and whatnot, but you can only do so much when you get a chassis that's bolted on a motorcycle, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. I know, um, uh, uh, Jason Thomas rode rode one year there, and just his practice swing arms were breaking, and things were running out of gas. Five motos in a row, and Eduardo was getting was you know threatening to beat the shit out of his mechanic weekly. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That that you know you're hundred percent right there. Travis Preston says one time they was hanging out in Pennsylvania, and some guy was walking across the parking lot of their shop in Pen- wherever they are. <laughs> And and Eduardo like Bullet grabbed a, grabbed a gun and like shot it at the guy. Shot not didn't you know he shot it near the guy to like get tell him to get out of his lot, get out of his parking lot. <laughs> oh no, he was gnarly. I mean, I do got to say that guy like like I respected him and he respected me. Mm-hmm. And it we had I mean till the end it was like good, bad, or whatever. Yeah. But he always like he ended up taking care of me. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah. So I was. I was pretty pumped on that because I mean I I took a big gamble and I think he knew that you mm-hmm. know just yeah. leaving what I had to yeah go there so I I do respect that on his part to 
Um, he did take care of me at the fullest, and and they tried. You know, they tried everything I said. They they tried, but we just, do. Do we want to talk about you riding Hangtown on a CR125, or do we want do we want to skip that? No, no, that's <laughs> that's a good thing. Did, did you have fun that day? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, the crowd was in, and it. I knew. Yeah, I didn't. To be honest with you, Steve, I did not. I wasn't ready to go race there. Right. I was because I was managing for MDK. Right. And our truck driver OD would like put me on the bicycle, and I'm in my shorts and whatever. It's like trying to get in shape, and but it's like my job was too busy to actually go out and do a bunch of you know riding. So. Mm-hmm. I I pretty much didn't get much riding in before that race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how'd you like yeah, how, How'd you like managing uh, MDK? Nick Way, David Villeman. You, you know, guys, you guys had some good finishes. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was actually great. It was a solid deal. I mean, we had good finishes. It was, you know, what the best part of it was is we had two guys. I managed mm-hmm. Danny Palladino did too. And we had two mechanics. We had a suspension guy, yeah. Chris, and it was it was just a small program. Uh-huh. But we had a big shop, and we had everything we needed. But it was just freaking solid. Yeah, yeah, and, and and good results too. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, it went. I mean, it was pretty solid for, you know, a couple of years there, a couple, three years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, it was a pretty good deal. And um, Any uh, any regrets about your career? Uh, anything like, uh, you happy with the way it went? Two national championships, a, a shit ton of national wins. No Supercross wins, but, uh, you know, hey, still the other stuff's pretty good. Uh, but what do you, do you have any regrets? No, nah, I mean, not really. I mean, I mean... You know, life is life, and you make bad decisions. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I had, you know, everything going for me, you know, racing. Mm-hmm. But everybody falls back on, you know, something happening, you know, and it's like, yeah. to be honest with you, I, I went through a bad divorce, and it pretty much took everything I had. Yeah. When was this around the Husky time, huh? Somewhere around Husky. Yeah, well, it just, just ended in no, it, it started then and yeah. ended in oh eight, oh nine. Yeah, yeah. So it was, but I kind of put put all that past me, you know. Right. And it's like I made good money while I was racing, even though it was like a long time ago. Yeah. But I made good money, had a house, did this, did that. But I, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean. I tell you, I mean, I freaking lost everything. Yeah, I work from paycheck to paycheck right now, and but then again, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. My family's happy. It, it's right. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, you can look at it like a lot of people have it a lot worse. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, for have, sure. Yeah, they haven't done half the things that that you've done and accomplished in your life and in your career and. You know, like you said, you may have some speed bumps, but uh, you know, still pretty, pretty yeah. damn, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it is what it is, and just you rebound, and you know, just you'll you'll probably be in the uh, 
you'll probably be in the AMA Hall, Motorcycle Hall of Fame uh, one one year, I bet, with your career. That's pretty damn good. I think I, I think I, at one time, I don't know. I think I am. You are? Maybe I'm wrong. Uh. I don't know. I t- <laughs> they always send me stuff saying this or that. I don't know. I don't know if I am. I don't uh, know. I'm just saying. You should be if you're not. So uh, that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty damn not, impressive. But I should be. <laughs> well, yeah, when you look at your but. career. Um, uh, well, hey man, thanks for thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, nice little, uh, no nice little, uh, appreciate it. nice little look back on your career. One of the one of the nicest guys in the pits, I think. And uh, even when you were the man and you were winning, uh, you'd still talk to me, greaseball, Ty Birdwell mechanic, every now and then. And I was always like, that's pretty cool. Steve Lampson talks to me. He could be a dick, but he's no. not. <laughs> yeah, I'm always. You know me. Yeah. Down to earth. Yeah, so. no, no doubt and about I'm it. Sorry it took, I t- I'm sorry it took this long to get this thing <laughs> rolling, dude. That's all right. Don't I swear. And I, and I dropped the ball. You know me. Uh, I dropped the ball a few well, times. In hey, uh, your work with the Tedders is, uh, is is working off, I think, paying off. Those guys, the kids look like they're doing something, and, and whatever it is, uh, let's give you the credit for it. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, it, it's actually, yeah. For sure, yeah. I've been working hard with these kids. That's all I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks again, and uh, taping this the weekend of High Point, uh, a race that you've won before. And uh, shit, I think there's everything. Every race is a race you've won before in the nationals. But uh, we'll uh, we'll hey, see you this weekend. Just, just to let you, just yeah. to let you know, I didn't win High Point ever. You never won High Point. No, I'm pretty bummed about that. Holy shit, Lampson! I can't believe you never won High Point. No, um, it's always my worst track for some reason. Off cameras. I think I've won pretty much everything else. <laughs> I'm looking through your records right now. You're right. I don't see any high points, but I see a ton of everywhere else. No, probably a third maybe, but I, I just had to bring that up. I wanted to like just let you keep saying that, but I had to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop it at some point. Uh, the hero yeah. worship. All right, Lammy. Well, hey, man, thanks, uh, thanks for doing the btosports.com. Racer X podcast. I appreciate it. And I know your fans will dig this and it's a little look into, uh, into your career. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, man. All right. Thank you, Steve. All right. See you, Lammy. All right. Take care. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.